Hi, it's Dave. In a matter of a few weeks, the world has been turned upside down. The economy is shutting down. The stock market is plummeting and millions of people are losing their livelihoods. In this video, I'm going to try to bring some sense to a world gone mad. In my last video, I shared a 10-part comprehensive smart plan to get the economy started again while mitigating the spread of the coronavirus. I spent the weekend drafting the plan as a blog post on Medium. The blog post is called An Alternative Plan to Mitigate the Spread of COVID-19 and Get Americans Back to Work. I'll be publishing the blog post at the same time as this video and want to ask help in spreading the word. The blog post link is in the video description. Please share it with as many people as you can. Let's get this plan into the discussion and into the minds of policymakers. Every like, share, and comment matters. In this video, I'm going to be talking about the following. Number one, the latest data on cases in the US and worldwide. Number two, some reasons to be hopeful. And number three, how we can get our economy started again. First, let's look at what's going on in the US. The confirmed cases in the US has skyrocketed recently. On March 10th, there were about 1,000 confirmed cases. And on March 16th, there were 4,663 confirmed cases. And as of this morning, March 23rd, we have over 40,000 confirmed cases in the US. In less than two weeks, the confirmed cases have gone from 1,000 to over 40,000. I mean, it's truly astonishing. In the US, New York has the highest concentration of confirmed cases with over 20,000, followed by Washington, New Jersey, and California. If we look at the daily new cases in the US, it's going up with almost 10,000 new confirmed cases yesterday. Daily deaths in the US is also going up with over 100 reported yesterday. If we look at the situation worldwide, the top countries with confirmed cases are China, Italy, US, Spain, and Germany. And probably by the end of the week, we're going to see the US surpass China and Italy as the top country with the most confirmed cases. Why is that going to happen, you might ask? Well, two reasons. First, the US is ramping testing fast, and this is going to turn up more confirmed cases. Number two, the US botched early testing so badly that they let this virus run rampant. So there are a lot of cases out there. The US is already at over 100 cases per 1 million population, and I wouldn't be surprised to see this number go up to over 300 in a week or so. That would take the US to over 100,000 confirmed cases. All right, here's the distribution of cases worldwide. China is now less than 25% and the rest of the world is over three quarter and growing. Now with all this grim data, you might think my outlook is as grim as well. Well, not completely. Let's go to number two and look at some reasons to be hopeful. Probably the most positive trend is that testing is ramping fast in the US, and this is a big deal. According to covidtracking.com, the US had about 10,000 tests completed as of March 12th. That was just 10 days ago. Now, as of yesterday, the US has tested over 228,000 people. Now this is a huge jump. Think about it, going from just 10,000 tests to 230,000 tests in just a period of 10 days. With this fast ramping of testing, we are finally seeing how far the virus is already spread. And people who have tested positive now can be empowered to self-quarantine and stop transmission. You see, without testing, people don't know if they have the virus or not. And it's tough to self-quarantine if you don't know if you're contagious. So when testing becomes widespread, it uncovers this hidden virus. And in a sense, it shifts the balance of power to the humans, where the infected people can now quickly take the appropriate action. What we want to see is a massive ramping of testing. And that is happening. The quicker the US gets to 1 million people tested, the better. And hopefully that's going to be within 10 days. The number of confirmed cases will go up dramatically. And we're likely going to see over 100,000 confirmed cases, maybe within a week. And that's natural because the virus is already widespread. The more people are tested, that will also likely lower the case mortality rate because we're including more people that don't have severe 
symptoms. All right, the key chart to look at is this daily new cases in the US. We want this to peak as fast as possible and then to stabilize and then to go down. Testing is also a lagging indicator. What that means is that there's probably like a five to 10 day period or so between when the person first gets infected and when they get a test and they get confirmation. So when you see the daily new cases in the US peak, it'll probably mean that the true peak was actually five or 10 days prior. So it's entirely possible that we've actually already hit the true peak, but we'll have to see with the data going forward. However, most people are not gonna get this. In other words, when we see confirmed cases skyrocket to over 100,000, most people are gonna think it's the end of the world or something close to that. But the turning point might have already happened. And this is just something to keep in mind. All right, let's go to number three. How can we get our economy started again? Now that we have testing ramping, I think we'll get the coronavirus situation under control. It's just a matter of time. And it's also a matter of our containment approach. The big concern to me right now is how much the government is going to mess things up more or not. And I've learned an important lesson in these recent weeks. When you have a super fast moving crisis, you need fast moving leaders who can catch things early on and not just play a catch up and reaction game. In this situation, the government was just way too slow moving. In normal circumstances, that's okay. But when we're facing a storm of these quick events, being slow moving can be disastrous. And I think that's the biggest risk factor going forward. These extreme shutdowns that are happening across the country actually is not a result of the government starting to move fast, in my opinion. Rather, I think it's a result of them moving slow and feeling forced now to do something about it. If the government is gonna move fast, they need to move fast to learn quickly the lessons learned from countries that have been successful in mitigating the spread of the virus. For example, South Korea and other Asian countries have managed to mitigate the spread of the virus without extended shutdowns of their economy. And the goal needs to be for the government to quickly learn the best methods and apply them to our situation. If that doesn't happen and the government only uses, let's say, complete lockdowns, we could see our economy start to fall apart. And the risk of a multi-year recession or depression is growing with each new week of government incompetence. In the Medium blog post I published today, I shared a comprehensive plan to mitigate the spread of the virus and get people back to work. I first outlined this plan in my last video. I think we need to think outside of the box and we need to see the core of the problem. The virus we're dealing with is disproportionately impacting the elderly and immunocompromised. In every single country, the mortality rate is significantly higher for older populations. Now, I'm not saying that the virus doesn't affect young people at all. It can, and young people can fall seriously ill. But the fatality rate for young people is far lower than older people. Overall, the death rate is about 0.2% for those under 40. It goes up slightly to about 0.4% for those 40 to 49. And then it goes significantly higher, especially for those over 60 years of age. Now, South Korea is an interesting case to look at. As of March 22nd yesterday, South Korea has tested over 331,000 people. And out of those people, they have about 8,900 people who have been confirmed confirmed with COVID-19. 0.6% of the total population of 51 million or so have been tested for COVID-19. And that makes South Korea as one of the countries with the highest percent of total population tested. Most of the deaths, in fact, over 90% have occurred for those over 60 years of age. In fact, out of the 331,000 people tested and the 8,900 or so positive right, cases of coronavirus in South Korea, they've only had two deaths from people under the age of 50 years old. 
And currently, South Korea has yet to see a single death of a person younger than 30 years of age with COVID-19. Even in Italy, most of the deaths have been from the older population. According to the Italian publication Il Post, as of March 16th, Italy saw just 14 deaths for those under 50 years of age, out of a total of 1,625 deaths overall. Further, the fatality rate of those with confirmed cases under 50 years of age was 0.4% or lower. Data in every country shows a similar trend, namely that this coronavirus is disproportionately impacting the older population. And that's why it makes sense to do a shelter-in-place order that targets the elderly and vulnerable. We need to protect those who need protection the most, while not punishing others who need to make a living to make ends meet. In order for the targeted shelter-in-place order of the elderly and vulnerable to be successful, we need to pair it with a health protocol for those who are providing services to the elderly and vulnerable. The government should require, for example, those who are delivering groceries to the elderly or vulnerable to be recently tested for COVID-19 to wear masks and gloves, and to sanitize all the items being delivered. Another example is in nursing homes. The government should require every person entering the facility to have a recently cleared COVID-19 test, wear masks and gloves, have their temperature checked upon entry, and follow hygiene protocols. Also, in order to get people back to work, we need a health crisis work protocol. Employees should be required to wear masks in the workplace. They should have their temperatures checked upon entry, observe social distancing, and have ample hygiene and sanitation supplies available. Any employee that shows possible symptoms of COVID-19 should be promptly tested. In my Medium blog post, I list a total of 10 ways that we can mitigate the spread of the virus while helping people get back to work. Please share this video and especially my blog post with as many people as you can. You'll find the link in the video description. Please post it to Reddit. If you're on Hacker News, please vote up the post. And please go ahead, share it with your friends, your coworkers, share it with people of influence, and even cold email policymakers and people in government. The big question I think going forward is if the government is going to be capable of showing competence and finding a way to allow people to get back to work yet keeping this virus in check. There's a lot at stake here. Millions of people are needing the government to step up to make smart decisions to get people back to work while mitigating the virus spread. All right, if you haven't subscribed to my channel, I encourage you to do so. We're looking at investment, finance, business, and other topics from different angles. We're trying to look beneath the surface of things, and we're trying to see things clearer and more accurately. Lastly, please like this video and add a comment. I love hearing from all of you guys. Anyways, I want to wish you guys the best, and we'll see you in my next video. Thanks.